In case you miss this, last week, the Medford Mail Tribune, a daily newspaper based out of Medford, Oregon, folded shop. It's yet another newspaper that no longer exists. Another newspaper that will leave a local community uninformed and unaware. Another newspaper no longer holding local politicians accountable, no longer chronicling the exploits of the high school quarterback. One by one, we are losing our newspapers. More than 2,500 have closed since 2005. With each one that goes away, we don't merely lose the local news. We lose our sense of community. My name is Jeff Perlman. I'm the New York Times bestselling author of 10 books and the host of Two Writers Sling and Yang, a podcast where one writer, me, talks writing with another writer every single week. Today's guest is Danny Penza, who until last Friday was a sports reporter at the Medford Mail Tribune, which ended publication after 116 years. This is the story of a guy who loves reporting, but has had his platform taken away. This is episode number 294. Let's sling some yang. Dad, your podcast sucks. And nobody cares about your stupid TV show. All right, Danny. First of all, thank you so much for doing this. Of all the guests I've had, you definitely have a top five beard. I just <laughs> thank you. Yeah, right off the bat. Uh, for, for a guy who struggles to line up his beard, I'm uh, I'm honored to uh, be included in that list. Yeah, I didn't say it was one of the five best beards. I just said okay. five beards. Yeah, it was gotcha. <laughs> no, it's a high <laughs> Um So... You know, the other day I see online the Mail Tribune in Medford, Oregon is trending. And I go to the website and um, I see this article. It is with heavy hearts that we announced as of Friday, January 13th, 2023, the Mail Tribune will cease all operations. This is a difficult business decision. The shuttering of an institution is a real loss for all constituents in Southern Oregon. Unfortunately, industry-wide reductions and in some cases, complete elimination of national advertising spends for newspapers, digital or printed editions, coupled with rising costs of content and the difficulty of hiring staff and managers have made continuing the Mail Tribune unsustainable. And uh, the last published uh, issue was January 13th. Um, and you uh, were a sports writer at the Mail Tribune for yes. four years. Four years, right? Uh, it was, I, I'm approaching my fifth year in Medford right now, I kind of bounced around the newsroom a little bit and we obviously will get into that. But yeah, last couple of years, I was a sports writer for the Mail Tribune. All right. So I think this is a first for me on this podcast, and that's not a good thing. Um, <laughs> you were gracious enough to agree to come on. What does this all feel like to you? It still is very much uh, shocking. I mean, I, you know, in this business, you get used to cuts happening. You get used to uh, people coming and going. Uh, but uh, I, I think for all this newsroom, you know, you, you always kind of in the back of your head, you worry that, hey, is this meeting going to be the one that that ends stuff? But you don't necessarily go into it actually thinking this is the meeting that's going to end stuff. And then that's what that's what happened to us Wednesday. I mean, I had. um you know, I had in the back of my mind what I thought might happen at our staff meeting. I did not entirely uh, think that our newspaper was going to be gone by the time, you know, and as a result, speaking with you. But yeah, it's just, it's it's still been obviously a whirlwind because I'm suddenly out of a job, but it's also, you know, a lot of 
you know, a lot of years for a lot of people are suddenly, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we found out Wednesday, we still had to put out a paper for two days. So it's like, you're, you're trying to cope with all this and be like, we still got to put out a product and obviously do it to the best of our ability and do it with pride while our mind is going about a thousand different places. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been tough. It still is tough. I mean, I, I've woken up the last few days in the morning and it, uh, it, it's, it's been both physically tiring and obviously mentally tiring. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I found that, uh, you know, when people ask me questions, it's kind of a lot like this where it's like, well, there, there might not necessarily be a distinct end to my answer because I'm just kind of not always there. I get it. Um, all right. So it's, we'll go back. It's Wednesday. Um, are you, do you, do you usually work from the office? Um, do you usually work from the office? Is that how I go? Or would you work from home a lot? Yeah. Uh, the, the sports guys, me and my sports editor, Chris Henry, uh, we tended to do as much as we could from home before we headed into the office. And for us, usually a sports shift was three to 11 and you know, it's the middle of January here in Medford it's the middle of basketball season. There's a lot when the, the bigger schools, high schools in our area, because our bread and butter is high school sports. It's when, you know, league play starting up. It's when, you know, the big schools are really kind of getting their seasons going after basically being on the road at turn different tournaments for the month of December. So, you know, we were ready to, uh, we were ready to cover basketball Wednesday night. We were ready to cover basketball Friday night. And, you know, the, <laughs> As people joked, it's like when you see the sports guys in the office at 10 in the morning, something's a little odd. And there we were, uh, you know, finding out that our, our paper was shutting down in a couple of days. So how did that go? Did the did the editor send out something saying everyone needs to come into the office at this? Yeah. Yeah. And what was that? So what was that? I'm really interested in, in a very sort of as tangible uh, <laughs> as possible. Yeah, you're all gathered. How many how many staffers are there in the in your newspaper, and what was that meeting sort of like? Yeah, I I would say there was probably about between us and the the people you know quote unquote the downstairs people for us who are in ads and and all that. There's probably about forty of us total. I would say between forty or fifty, if I had to guess. And uh, you know, we just gathered in the conference room, and you know, the owner said pretty much just got right to it. He said, "Hey, you know, it, it's it's over." And, uh, it didn't really click with me until we started talking severance because I'm like, you know, what, what's over, you know, there wasn't like, Hey, you know, <laughs> we're, we're done. Uh, you know, it wasn't kind of a, you know, a, a big interlude into what's going on. Uh, it was just, you know, it's over and yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. I mean, there are a lot of people with a lot of years at that newspaper, and, uh, you know, I was, I was looking around afterwards, um, at the people, you know, just the, the writers, I had been at the paper five years in a few different roles and I was still one of the newer people in that newsroom. And, you know, my sports editor, Chris, he had, he had been there for 25 years. Our outdoor writer had been there for three decades, you know, copy editors, you know, the copy chief had been there for 20, 25 years. I mean, there's a lot of years spent at this newspaper through a variety of different owners. And, uh, you know, this is unfortunately the one that, that, uh, saw the run end. So when you hear the news, when he literally says it's over, um, can you, pr at that moment, can you process the information correctly or does the shock 
of shit, I literally don't have a job anymore, sort of overtake you. No, I mean, like I said, it didn't it didn't hit me until we started talking severance. Yeah. Um, you know, it was definitely a shock, but it was also like, okay, what you know, what's over? <laughs> you know, for me personally, I mean, I think other people got it right away, but for me personally, I'm just like, is there more to this? You know, what what's you know, more details, please. Uh but no, it it really just it you know, I, I was sitting next to my boss and he you know, I think he realized it right away. And uh, you know, he's pretty cool customer in terms of keeping his emotions in check. And, you know, I could I could see it hitting him kind of as the minutes went on. And unfortunately, you know, that was the case for a lot of people. It's like, you know, you suddenly have a flood of questions coming to your head. And it's not like, you know, it's not like, well, what are we doing the next couple of days? It's like, okay, what do I need to do to suddenly make sure you know, I get out of this place properly and get my, all my boxes checked and, you know, when is severance coming and, and all this stuff, you know, it's suddenly life rather than thinking of the newspaper, I guess. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you had to cover it. So you spent, that was a Wednesday and you had a newspaper on a Thursday and a newspaper on a Friday. And that was it. What was the last event you covered? Uh, the last event I covered was actually from the office. We thankfully, um, since we're, you know, it was basically just a two man sports desk for the last couple of years, we've got a local, uh, a local streaming, uh, company, shout out table rock sports, uh, that basically broadcasts all the big schools games. Um, so, you know, we, we didn't necessarily have to go out to games and because there are just so many things going on, sometimes we're not able to, um, so my last the last thing i covered was a north medford boys basketball game from the office watching it and then obviously doing a phoner with the with the coach afterwards so uh that will be my lasting impression will be a north medford southwest conference opener uh nail biter of a victory so uh yeah shout out to the black tornado (laughs) (laughs) yeah go about that's actually a pretty good name i gotta say Um, it is it is Wait, I'm actually, this is way off tangent. I'm kind of fascinated by this. I always figured, and I remember when I covered preps, I started my career covering preps at the Nashville, Tennessee. And and the joy of covering preps is going out to an event. I always thought, watching an event, kids are thrilled to talk to you. Coaches are happy to talk to you. You know they're going to read your stuff, which is cool, because that doesn't happen once you cover pros. So you were covering most of these teams via phone, and listening to games via the office, doesn't that take away the joy of covering preps altogether or no? In a way, yeah. I mean, it definitely does. I know my boss, uh, you know, like I said, he had been there 25 years and, you know, he he had covered who knows how many games live in person. And, you know, that's, you know, just because of staffing stuff, we weren't able to get out to as much stuff as, you know, both of us wanted to. Uh, and we unfortunately kind of had to accept that reality and uh you know it it's just you know kind of you use the resources that you can to get the the job done although you know yeah we would love to be talking with you know three four players after every game but you know sometimes you can only get the coach on the phone and and then deadline arrives so wait so how often would you be going to a game like over these past this past year or so, it 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 honestly depended on what was going on that night because you know we had you know say we had a breakout game, 
but then we also had maybe 10 phone calls to try and track down and you know some sports are easier than others some coaches are more uh cooperative than others in terms of uh getting us information but yeah i mean i didn't i didn't get out to too many games the last last year or so because mostly because there were just two of us and we had a lot to do um i want to say i want to note this the the mail tribune has a history to it it was uh yes, the first oregon newspaper to win a pulitzer which it won in 1934. Um, it's been around forever. It's been a pillar of the community. Uh, wrote a lot about the KKK back in the 20s. Um, it, it it just has a history to it, like all local newspapers do. And I'm, I'm interested as a guy who has spent his career working for smaller newspapers, do you feel like this business is unsalvageable? In a way, yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's tough because you we we look around just the state of Oregon, and you know there's there aren't many just sports writers. There are you know there, there's a lot of you know maybe guys freelancing for online stuff and and stuff like that. But in terms of guys employed by daily newspapers or even weekly newspapers, there just aren't that many. So. You know, that's, that's part of the job hunt is like, if, if, you know, I, I would love to stay in Medford, but I, if I want a sports job, I probably will have to move somewhere. Um, and I think for, for the business as a whole, it's like, yeah, you know, you, you I, I, in a way I feel like the damage is, has been done. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like, like you said, it's unsalvageable in a way that has really, you know, for guys like me who have hopefully, you know, more years to come in terms of writing, it's just. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know how how much more of this do I really want to kind of not necessarily endure, but you know go with because I I don't know how long you know am I going to be in this position a year or two again or a year or two from now again or five years down the road ten years down the road who knows so you know, that's kind of the risk I I feel like now is is really kind of balancing is like is this is this something I want to stick with just because like you said how how much damage has been done to this to this industry. All right, so you you went to Humboldt State out here in California. You yes. uh, graduated in two thousand nine. You got your first gig at the Times Standard in Eureka, California. Then you went to the Ashland Tidings in Ashland, Oregon. Then uh, you wound up in two thousand nineteen at the Mail Tribune. So you have experience at kind of the small to mid sized newspaper market. Yeah. Do you feel like local people have lost an appetite for local news, or like? What has gone wrong here, in your opinion? Ooh. <laughs> that that's a that is a, an answer that can go a lot of different ways. Um, I think for me, you know, we 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 covered one of the things that was most popular at the Mail Tribune by e easily. So, you know, when when this news came down the other day, it was. It, it was really stunning to a lot of people because they come to the mail tribune for their sports news. And, you know, I would, I would assume it's the same way for, you know, their regular news, you know, what's going on with city government, what's going on, you know, around town. Um, and, you know, thankfully for me, I had been in this newsroom for five years because um, as you mentioned, when I first moved to Oregon, it was for the, for the tidings, the mail tribune and the tidings were owned by the same guy. And, you know, the, the tidings, uh, eliminated in my position uh, a year into me being in Oregon. They kept me on on the copy desk uh, because they liked the way I designed up 
a news a news page uh and then um unfortunately for me right as the pandemic was hitting you know a sports job came available that i had to wait six months for to actually sports to happen so uh that's kind of the the cliff nose version of that but um yeah it's it it's tough because this our area here in medford it's a lot of people who have stayed so it's more of an older it 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 sways older so you know we were when we dropped our print um product and went all digital uh, a few months back there are a lot of people who were not happy because they were so used to having that paper in their hand and you know it, it's it it it's understandable you know they had grown up literally grown up with the mail tribune um and suddenly that's kind of in a way taken away from them so um i think for this area especially it's it's leaving a huge void just because so many people had come to know the mail tribune for kind of the you know the everyday whether it's sports news whatever that everyday fix whether it's the morning afternoon so be it to uh to kind of get them get them the information they needed wait so um how long ago was that that they stopped printing uh that was uh september and was there a part of you that was like fuck this isn't a great move or no yeah oh yeah you can't help but go there <laughs> is it i mean it's a weird thing i actually just had this conversation with somebody the other day how a lot of college newspapers have stopped printing and on the one hand you understand it because how many college students are reading a print newspaper and on the other hand it's almost like when you stop printing there's a level of invisibility that suddenly overtakes your newspaper like does this thing really exist if there's no tangible project product yeah do you think that's what happened with a lot of people like the it, it stopped existing to a certain degree yeah because i uh, i mean the the calls you know the the calls that i fielded a lot of them was like you know i'm not technology smart i don't know how to access the e-edition i don't you know i don't know how to do xyz and it's like you know you feel sorry for him because it's like i'm here i i know a couple of clicks and boom i'm on the e-edition no problem and you know you get people who are 70 80 years old and they you know that they, they like i said they are used to that physical newspaper in their hands and if they don't understand or aren't capable of getting the electronic version of what you're putting out then that might be a reader that is you know kind of passed by in a way so uh yeah i i think you know there there is definitely a, a portion of this of this area that probably wasn't as up to speed on things as 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 others just because they didn't have the access or the ability to to get to that technology that we were trying to really kind of get going on and and stay alive on right so you um all right you graduated from Humboldt State University in 2009 you worked in the uh, sports information office, which is a very familiar path for a lot of people who enter sports media. Um, you decide you want to do this as a career. Yeah. Why? I initially went into college wanting to be a radio producer because I was a kid who grew up in Oakland and I listened to KMBR nonstop basically all of my childhood. Um, so I was a fan. I'm a Giants fan. I grew up a Giants and a 49ers fan. So I am the uh, bad Oakland resident who loves Oakland dearly. But unfortunately, his father had 
partial season tickets with a couple of coworkers at the Pacific Stock Exchange and started going to Giants games. Right. So, uh, yeah, I I went into school thinking, hey, you know, getting into radio sounds fun. Knowing what radio is like, it might <laughs> it might not be great these days, but I took a beginning reporting class. I believe it was. I'm trying to think. I think it was fall semester of my sophomore year, and. You know, every every HSU student had to take it, and there just happened to be a couple of Humboldt football players in that class. And they're like, you know, a couple of your first assignments are writing a profile on a classmate. Well, I know sports. There are a couple of football players here. This is going to be easy. And that's kind of where I got the, the writing bug, and it just took off from there. And, you know, I, we had to do an internship as part of our graduation requirements, and just over the the next few years, I got to know the sports information director. Uh, you know, they had an opening, went for it, got it, spent my last few years there, learned a whole hell of a lot. And that's where I made a lot of connections. And thankfully, the, the time standard connection paid off after, you know, a little bit of unemployment after college. So, you know, like like anybody, it, it helps to know a few people. And and that's where that's where the career began. When you started there in 2010 at the Time Standard, and it's very interesting because I entered journalism in 1994, so I have I have uh, 16 years on you uh, when I started. And when I started, I'm not saying my parents were thrilled that I wanted to be a journalist, but they were. It was a career where you you knew there were openings, and there were newspaper. There were cities with two newspapers, a morning and afternoon, and you had a real shot. Um, when you enter this career, is your family like, "What the hell are you thinking?" and and did you, like, did you know, oh, this might be tough, but I really want to do this? Or do you think, oh, this is going to be great? No problem. Probably all of the above, honestly. I think for me personally, my dad was thrilled because it's like, hey, my son is staying in sports. I mean, I, I joke with people. It's like my my mom was a person who would ask what's, how school was. And then my dad would be like, okay, well, school's good. How was, but how was practice? Uh, as you know, I played soccer and baseball growing up and then uh soccer for a couple years in college and then um yeah i think for me there's so like like i was saying earlier there's always kind of that thought in the back of your head like okay you know is is this the business that is really you know kind of long-term sustainable and uh and yeah i mean it was it was really kind of all of those things and uh but then you get into it and it's like man this is i get paid to watch sports and yeah i might have 30 minutes to write a story on deadline but i get paid to watch sports and for me you know eureka i'm i'm covering my alma mater you know arcada and eureka were uh humboldt state being in arcada yeah. 10 minutes away from each other so i'm covering people that you know if it, if the timing was right guys i went to school with in their last year or two of college so uh, yeah, I, I, that was, that was pretty fun. And, and, uh, yeah, it just, it was, it was a pretty good landing spot. And, uh, I mean, hell it's, it's easy when you know the area pretty well already. That's what I say. Uh, December 17th, 2017, the time standard, Danny pens a byline, the headline Humboldt state <laughs> women's basketball beats Sonoma state for fifth straight victory. Yep. The lead the month of December has treated the Humboldt state women's basketball team as about as well as it possibly could have. And it's not like that changed in the final game before the Jacks holiday break behind the one, two punch of Isa Condi and Kindle Mary <laughs> Humboldt state extended its winning streak to five games with a solid 68 55 victory 
over Sonoma State, a lumberjack arena on Saturday night. Um, what is it about covering a game that you love? Like, what did it for you or does it for you? I think for me, it's it obviously with younger kids it's always going to be the unpredictability of what they say after a big game. Uh, and my first couple of years at the time standard, I covered the Humboldt state men's basketball team. And that's when they were one of the best D two teams in the West West region. And there were games at that arena, the aforementioned lumberjack arena where I would come home and my ears would still be ringing because it was so loud in that place. And that was those are kind of the things that will stick with me. It's not necessarily the games themselves. It's kind of those little moments that will, um, that will kind of pop into my head as, you know, like, as you're reading that, I'm, I'm remembering kind of, you know, people I saw, or, I mean, shoot, you know, I had the other day, somebody just posted pictures of you know, our photographer from the time standard. He posted pictures from that game. So, you know, that would, that kind of stuff pops in my head. And I think for me, it's really the the biggest thing is giving kids, especially high school kids, because, you know, I've covered so much high school sports these last 10, 12 years, the opportunity to get some shine that if you lived in a bigger area, you might not get. I mean, I grew up in Oakland. I, I mean, it, it's funny because he's become one of my favorite writers. But at the time, you know, I remember – you know, Marcus Thompson from the athletic, he's writing high school bullets about me, you know, at, in 2003, how many saves I made against Piedmont high school to beat our rival (laughs) to, you know, and and stuff like that. And, you know, I, you know, I, my parents probably still have the shoebox somewhere of the clippings from my senior year of high school soccer and all that. And, um, you know, here, here are these kids that we're covering and they're getting, you know, big, huge photos on the front page of the newspaper. It's like, you don't, you don't get that at a lot of, a lot of places in this country. And I think, you know, they're, you know, obviously in a way lucky, but they're, they're also, you know, we, we give them that spotlight that, you know, it's got to make them feel good. I mean, it, it, it's got to make them feel great. I mean, I remember one time I was covering, uh, St. Bernard's Hoopa Valley football, which is very small school football in uh, the Humboldt Del Norte League. And I was talking with the St. Bernard's coach pregame and one of his players who we used as the photo for the preview going into the game. He came up to me and just said, thank you. And it's like that, you know, you didn't have to do that, but the kid did that. And that, like I said, that's the kind of stuff that will stick with me. Um, it's just those, those experiences. And that's what makes it worth it. You know, it makes the, the hour drive out to Hoopa, the half hour you have to file your story, it makes that that worth it. Before we continue with Two Writers Slinging Yang, a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, this is Jeff Perlman, and I'm here with my daughter Casey, and I hear you're rushing a sorority in college. It's true. I hate sororities. Is that because when you were at Delaware Tech, all the Greek girls laughed at you and wouldn't let you into their parties? No. I bet you tried asking a sorority girl out, and she was like, Listen, loser, I only date cool bros with tats and kegs. So walk the other way, John. And you were like, It's Jeff. And she was like, I don't care. Just go. No. So what is it? I just don't understand why sororities don't wear old USFL jerseys and hats from RoyalRetros.com. They have all different styles and colors. It's really cool. I already put it in order. We're all wearing Arizona Wranglers jerseys for Greek games. Wow. Can I come? Uh, sorry, John, but no. 
You wrote a really, really lovely column, actually, your farewell column from the Times Standard in 2017. It was the headline was, after seven years at your service, it's time to say goodbye. And you wrote, uh, a few months into working at the Times Standard, somebody posed a question to me, where do you see yourself in five years? I didn't know how to answer. I was basically a quiet 23-year-old kid, less than two years out of college. I was happy to be doing exactly what I went to school for, let alone in an area I already knew plenty about. I'm pretty sure my answer would be something like, well, we'll see, accompanied by an awkward smile-laugh combo, mainly because I suck at predicting the future. Little did I know, seven years later, I'd be in the same spot I was back in September 2010, and that the Giants would have three more World Series titles than they did when I moved away to, from the Bay Area. I bring this up because after nearly seven and a half years here at the Times Standard, this will be the last column I write at the place that gave me my first post-college job. Come the start of the new work week, I'll be stepping away from the newspaper business, maybe for a little bit, maybe for a lot of bit. I don't really know at this point. Oh, wait, where were you stepping away to at that point? At that point, uh, before I had written that column, I had not taken the job in Ashland yet. So I wasn't sure where <laughs> where I was going. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that, column, uh, that column ran probably the beginning, if I'm remembering my timeline right, the beginning of my final work week. Just because I knew I had <laughs> I had games to cover that week, so uh, yeah. At that at that point, my my sports editor or my pre my last sports editor, Time Standard, he had been laid off about six weeks before that. So um, yeah, I I was I was a one man band for the last month or so, and that's I mean, timing pointed out we had a we had a local team going for a state football title, so I was the only one. And I mean, talk, talk about weird. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there in the office in Eureka and I'm watching one of our, you know, I'm watching Fortuna high school win a state title on YouTube and listening to the radio call in my headphones. So yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was a wild kind of final few weeks there at the, uh, the old TS. Why'd you leave there? Um, basically because of that, um, not, no, not Fortuna winning a title, yeah. uh, <laughs> because, um, yeah, because I I was basically a one person sport desk all of a sudden trying to cover a lot of things that at minimum three people should be covering. Right. And I knew having been there for seven years, I knew that I could not give that area the sports coverage it deserves as one person. And, you know, I said, hey, you know, for my own physical, mental health, I you know, it's probably time for a change. That writing is definitely on the wall saying, hey, but as much as you love this area, it, it's probably time to time to look for something else. So how did you, um, you went to the Ashland Tidings and you were there for about a year. Yeah. Um, you covered Southern Oregon uh, University, Ashland mm -hmm. High School. Was that a good gig? Yeah. Oh, it was a great gig. Um, the people at SOU are great. They, they are unfortunately kind of the byproduct of this this area being so um obsessed with high school sports is that so much of the male tribunes coverage was high school sports that SOU would kind of get pushed to the back burner a little bit so they were just happy to be covered on a regular basis and uh you know I think for me it was it was I approached it a lot knowing that it was basically Ashland High and SOU it's like I'm going to cover SOU 
basically like I covered Humboldt sports, whether it was football, whether it was basketball, whether it was soccer, whether it was softball, no matter what, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make my presence felt. And these, you know, I'm going to get to know these kids, these student athletes. And, uh, you know, the, the same with Ashland high, you know, it, you know, the, that was, um, probably a year in which I was driving to Ashland at least two or three times a week, whether it's for interviews, games, whatever. Um, and it was, it was, it was a great year. And I think, you know, kind of right, unfortunately, right, right. As I was starting to really hit a nice groove in terms of coverage, that's when the rug got pulled out under me and the, the job was eliminated. So, right. So the Ashland tidings also does not exist anymore. Correct. So you've worked two of your last three newspapers no longer exist. Yeah, the, the tidings existed for a few years after my job was eliminated, but it was because the the tidings and the the Mail Tribune were owned by the same person. Uh, if there was Ashland content, it was coming from the Mail Tribune. But a lot of times, the at the the tidings sports section was either press releases or wire stuff. Man, um, what do you do now? <laughs> I hate asking such a grim question, but like, what do you do now? It's a good question. Uh, you know, the, like I was saying earlier, there's a lot of, you know, is this journalism thing for me uh, long-term? Is it sustainable for me personally? Is it, you know, I know I have the talent for it. Is it something that I want to stick with just so that I don't have to necessarily learn a new job? Because as so many of us from the Tribune newspaper newsroom have said, this is the only thing I know. I mean, like I was saying, you know, my boss had been there 25 years. You know, our outdoors guy had been there three decades. He's in his early 60s, I believe. You know, so many of these guys had made the Mail Tribune kind of their their place. And that's that's why, you know, I I felt like the the Mail Tribune was really, you know, a long-term place for me you know once i got on the sports desk it's like okay you know the the sports editor had been there 25 years although he was a reporter for i think 22 or 23 of them the sports editor who brought me on he had been there for 25 years so there are a lot of people who had been there for a lot of years and it was the kind of place that i could see myself really you know staying i mean i was able to buy a house in medford i didn't think when i was in my twenties, I would be able to buy a house anywhere, let alone at a place, <laughs> place like this. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, it, it's really, you know, I would love to stay here. Uh, Medford is, is a cool place. Um, it's the kind of, um, area that has a lot to offer, even though it necessarily isn't a huge population. But I also realize that if I want to stay in this industry, I'm going to have to move somewhere in all likelihood. So, you know, it's, it's really a lot of, a lot of decisions in terms of what's, what's pulling me. Is it, is it newspapers? Is it just staying where I am and not moving again? Because I'm at the age, you know, I'm 36. I'm, I don't want to be kind of hopping from town to town every, every few years. Right. Did you have a final moment um, as an employee of the newspaper? Yeah, I actually, it's, it, it just, it's completely just, you know, out of the blue and out of nowhere. Um, our copy chief, who is also a Humboldt State guy, although 20 years difference from me, 
uh, he he was going to have a vacation day on Thursday before any of this happened. He's like, okay, vacation. I need, you know, I've got some holidays owed to me. I'm taking a long weekend. And, uh, you know, since I've worked on the copy desk, I've got sports design um, ability. So he's like, hey, pick up, you know, there's nothing. We had nothing going on Thursday on the sports schedule locally. So he's like, hey, can you pick up the design shift for me? So I was, I actually designed the final sports section of the Mail Tribune. Wow. And so, I mean, that was a little, a little weird on, uh, on Thursday night, but um, yeah, I mean, just for me, it was like, look, you know, you're, you're a professional, you've got pride in your work. You need to do this like you would any other night. And we did it. We put a product out. We had, you know, a big local centerpiece in terms of kids winning all state honors and football and other sports from the, from the fall. And we got it done. And yeah, I mean, that's going to be the lasting memory for me in terms of like the final, final stuff. I swear to God, when you were telling that story, I was thinking about the violinist on the Titanic. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Wait, so did you like leaving the office for the last time? Is that is that a weird feeling? Yeah. Yeah, it it is because uh you know you're you're looking that you're looking back at at people that you probably won't see for the rest of your life. Um you know, you're kind of wondering, you know, there, there are obviously people that I'll stay in contact. I mean, you know, I'll stay in contact with Chris. I'll stay in contact with the copy editor, Troy, uh, just because we've become friends outside of work. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, you don't necessarily know when you'll talk to these people because we're all suddenly searching for what's next. And, you know, some people will land quickly, others might not. And who knows if it's going to take you to California, to Washington, whatever. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it was, it was interesting. Um, and, you know, I, you know, it, it was different leaving the Mail Tribune than it was my final night in Eureka because that was my own choosing. You know, I chose to left, leave the time standard here. Like I said, I wanted to stay for as long as possible. I ended up doing that, but it wasn't, you know, the, the, maybe the 10, 15, 20 year run <laughs> that I would have liked. I think it's pretty insane. I feel like I'm in a way I overlooked this detail earlier that they tell you on Wednesday that Friday is the last day. There's something yeah. a little fucked up. Like that's a little weird. Like usually it's yeah. like, guys, we have a month. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, let's go out. But like two days. That's yeah. insane. That's a sledgehammer to the head right there. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. And that I think that was part of the I mean, obviously the the decision itself to stop is is tough, but just having the fact that you've got so much to figure out in 48 hours that it's like, you know, I think one of our news reporters basically goes, So should we do something to honor the Mail Tribune? And it's like I'm thinking to myself, dude, <laughs> are any of us in the right frame of mind to do that? Right. I mean, we would love to do that. I'm sure my boss, having been here for so long, would have loved to do that. But it's like my life has suddenly just been thrown upside down. I'm I'm in no position to write anything, you know, anything that serious. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I ran um, I ran a year of very bad track at the University of Delaware and uh, cross country, and it was one of my uh, 
one of the best experiences of my life, one of the most meaningful experiences of my life. And then after I left, maybe a decade after I left, Delaware got rid of the men's running program. And the, I remember the feeling of something you did that meant a lot to you no longer existing. It's like, I've never heard people really discuss it that much, but it is a strange phenomenon that like you put all this blood, this sweat, this toil, everything you have into this thing. Then you spend these years telling people about this experience you had and it really mattered to you. And one day it just isn't on the earth. And yep. it's, it's weird. You know, it's really weird that there's yeah. this newspaper that you de devoted your life to. You moved to this town to, you bought a house in the town. And oh, by the way, newspaper's done. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, during my time in Eureka, uh, the last couple of years, they were deciding whether Humboldt State should keep its football team. And uh, the year after I left, they ended up cutting it. Um, and, you know, unless you kind of know the inner workings of Humboldt State's website and they write URLs to type out, there's, outside of probably the articles I wrote and others wrote, there is no recollection <laughs> of that and you know it, it it's this is it's going to be the same here unfortunately because it's like you know the main question is like you know do we pull clippings how fast do we need to pull clippings how long is the website going to be around for and you know if if you want to stay in this business it's like you got to either print out a bunch of stuff or download a bunch of pdfs just to have record of what you've done i mean i've only been a sports writer at the mail tribune for a couple of years like I said, my boss had been writing here since the late 90s. How can you, you know, suddenly get, you know, two and a half decades worth of writing into, you know, a portfolio or let alone just some keepsakes yeah. unless you have every physical copy of the papers that you've produced? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it it's it's tough to be like, you know, if whenever the Mail Tribune website does go down, it's like, it's just gone in the step of the fingers. Yeah. Have you started applying yet? Like what's your plan? Are you going to apply to a bunch of places? Like do you? Yeah, I've, I've, I've got to get the resume put together. That's the first thing. Cause <laughs> I was looking at it the other night and it ironically had not been touched since December, 2017. So yeah. uh, that is uh, my first thing. Um, and then we'll start looking. I mean, there are a few few places I've seen have openings um, a few places it's like hey do I shoot my shot for it or do I kind of continue to do the same thing that I have been doing so um, that's part of the whole the whole decision process unfortunately that I'm now in is that there's some big decisions and some some uh, places that uh, are either you know kind of gauge my interest of if I do want to move there, would it be, would it be worth it? It sucks, man. It's just, yeah, it does. I feel for you. I really do. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. Let me ask you a final question. I'm required to ask on this podcast. And if you don't have an answer, it's okay. Well, uh, in your career as a journalist, what's the most angry someone has been at you? Ooh, there was a guy in Eureka, uh, probably three, four years in, uh, called me up one day just berating me right from the start i'm like and my boss is sitting there like what's going on why are you why can i hear the conversation <laughs> you know five feet five feet away from you uh and he was just complaining about coverage about you know you don't do this you don't do that 
And it's like, it's one of those calls where it's like, well, sir, I actually did do that. It was about a week ago. Uh, I did do that too. It was a couple of weeks ago, but it was just one of those calls where, you know, as he's going on, you're trying to stay as calm as you can, just as calm as can be. But as it, as he's getting more and more aggravated and more and more personal with you, you can't help but see your blood pressure slowly go up, 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 up. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, it's just, you know, five, 10 minutes into it. It's just like, all right, sir, goodbye. And, you know, you slam the phone and I'm the kind of person who rarely gets pissed off in the newsroom, rarely. Uh, and our managing editor comes out of the office and she's like, what the hell just happened? I'm like, and at that point, I'm just, you know, once I hang up the phone, I'm seething because it's like, I've never been talked to like this, let alone by somebody I don't know. And yeah, that, that was probably, uh, just, it was awkward as hell, but it was just like, where, where did this come from? I, I, I didn't deserve this. I mean, you always get, you always get random calls that are just completely out of the blue, you know, kind of like you didn't have this in the paper. And it's like, well, actually we had it, you know, on page three of the sports section and they, you hear them open it up. It's like, oh yeah, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, just kind of the the stuff where it's like they're complaining about coverage and it's like you're completely off base. Those are always yeah, a little a little out there. Yeah. Yeah, I've had plenty of those. Um well listen. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I know this is a sucky topic. Um I do think it's an interesting topic in the terms of journalism and sort of what so many people are going through in the field. And uh I believe in you, Danny. Thank you. And I I believe you will land on your feet somewhere. I don't think your journalism career is over. Um, I just, you may have to move from Medford. <laughs> so on top of filing unemployment, I have to put my house up for sale. That sounds you might have to say excellent. House. Yeah. But you know what? When you're writing for the New York Times, it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time. Honestly, I really do appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I want to thank today's guest, Danny Penza, for joining me on Two Riders Singing Yank. You can follow Danny on Twitter at Penza2Paper. And if you're a soccer fan, check out his podcast, The Old Lady Speaks. If you have a chance and enjoy Two Riders Singing Yank, please go to the vehicle of your choice and leave a nice review. I don't make any money doing this podcast, and I rely on word of mouth. Music is by the great MC Whiteout. Thanks again for joining me. And remember, keep writing.